literally this last month, I was like, I literally want to drive to a mountaintop and just scream. And I think that would make me feel better. It's either like, I want to, I want to drive to the mountaintop and scream, or I want to go lay in my bed and sleep for like a month. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday. Welcome back for another episode of our podcast. Normally, I hate Mondays. Lately, I've hated Mondays. Uh, but this podcast is the thing that kind of keeps me going for Mondays, I will say that. And I hope that that yeah. is how you gals feel as well, too, that we are the shining beacon of light. And I look forward to like a Monday like podcast drop. Definitely, mm-hmm. it's it's just something to like start my week off listening to something that's not making me anxious for the work day and the work week to come. You know, one thing we haven't talked about a lot recently is like different podcasts that we enjoy like listening to. Is there any that you're like Ooh. that you really like that you like that like are that shining beacon of light for you? Mm. We both love what we said. We love. I was gonna say what we said is a really good one. We love JC and Chelsea. They're hilarious, and like I like I like when it's just them like talking. But I also do sometimes really enjoy their like um, listener stories because it's so they're so funny and they're mm-hmm. so like wild and bizarre that it's like I just feel like I'm like being like I'm just in the car with some best friends who are like telling me these like crazy wild like drama, and I get to like sip a little bit of tea before I walk into the office. Um, Absolutely. They did, they did one episode one time. I think it was like mother-in-law horror stories or something like that. Yes. It, my mouth was on the floor. I could not believe. And like, I think they just have really good comedic timing. They make reading this, like hearing the stories, like really cool and exciting and just really different. I listen I feel like some people like this podcast, some people don't. I like Ear Biscuits. I am a huge Rhett and Link oh, fan. okay. I love, like, if you know me, you know that I watch Good Mythical Morning every morning. It's a part of my daily routine. I've been doing that since, like, 2014. I am a mythical beast. And I, Rhett and Link are the guys who host Good Mythical Morning on YouTube. And they have a podcast called Ear Biscuits, which is a much more, like, chilled relaxed vibe of kind of like their show where i feel like their show is very much you know they're like almost presenting like us characters in a way of like you know the standard who red is and who link is and it's very scripted sometimes but their podcast is very like laid back and chill and i mean i think it's one people one reason people like our podcast too is that like we are so deeply rooted in this friendship we've known each other for over 10 years now and they've known each other since i think first grade so Hearing some of their stories and just how they interact is I, I that's what I love. I love hearing their episodes where they talk about like a vacation they just went on, like a, like kind of stories like that. I think yeah, are really cool. well, and it, I've, I like finding those podcasts where like you really connect with the co-hosts and you feel like you like get to be a part of their like life journey. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why like. I, yes, I'm a 29 year old millennial that still like has my YouTube people that I like to watch and oh, like I do keep too. up with their daily vlogs because I just feel like I know them in a sense and like it's just so it's just fun. It's fun to keep up with people. It's fun. It makes you feel like you 
like are connected. It makes you feel like you're part of something, which is really fun. And, um, Hey, I have no shame with watching Good Mythical Morning. Post Malone and Madison Beer are both huge fans of the show. So like, that's yeah. Yeah. I have no shame in that game, but there's yeah. still some other YouTubers I watch. Like you remember Zoella, Zoe Sugg? You know she's pregnant with her Zoella. second child. Didn't even know she had a first. <laughs> she had a yes, and then I think I think Lottie or Dottie, okay. something mm-hmm. like that is the baby's name. They're and now oh. they're now engaged. Her and Alfie. Oh my gosh! Finally. <laughs> I know, right? They're finally engaged, and I think they're pregnant with their second child. Uh, her like Christmas vlogs. I know she's not doing Vlogmas this year. I because <sighs> I was like in. Wait, did she do it last year? Yes, I think so. Okay, well, I'm definitely gonna go back and rewatch that. And I her, think she, she has her, her baby in that one. Were like the epitome of Christmas for me. Yes. Like I would like look forward to watching them every day. So like I've had like a really I, bad. I play, oh, go ahead. I was I've had like really bad mental health <laughs> lately, and what Hannah knows the whole story. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like. I feel like a child. Let me just like rewatch like some old Vlogmas. So yes. I was like pulling up like her like 2016 Vlogmas. That's how I found out she has a baby and <laughs> she's like engaged we did now. Research. We did some research. And um, I was like, I'm glad to know she's doing well. I'm glad to know she is still thriving her best little Pinterest life. It's adorable. Absolutely. Well, and like when I get ready in the morning, like when I'm like doing my makeup and curling my hair, like I always put a YouTube video on and because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it just makes me feel like I'm not alone. <laughs> Yeah. It also gives me some sort of like form of entertainment because obviously like my mind can't just like be blank. Like I've got to have some sort of like stimulation going. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I like that about our podcast is that like circling back to like friendship, vulnerable, but like I feel like we're very vulnerable and we like share a lot of our life mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. Um, we share probably the most on the podcast versus like our Instagram, TikTok, like we are 1000 way more vulnerable here and like with you gals than we are like on a Instagram like story or whatever. 1000%. So. Yeah. And I think, I think also it helps that, you know, you can't see the people who are listening. You can't, you don't have that like physical visual audience that you are like interacting with. So it kind of makes it easier. Like I feel like I'm talking to a void half of the time, but yeah. then it also, is just refreshing because I can, I, I'm talking to you essentially. That's what it is. Right. Like, I, I don't know. It takes like the pressure off of it almost like not feeling or not on, honestly, like even like not seeing how many people like, yes, we, we look at our analytics, but like, it's not like blaring in our face that like, like with the likes on Instagram or the likes on views on TikTok, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we don't see that. Mm-hmm. unless we like search for it. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's what I like most about it is that we're just like releasing into the world and it gets to the people who it gets to and, you know, they make of it what they make of it. And eventually we look and we're like, oh, that episode did really well. Like they really like that content. We should, you know, try that again or mm-hmm. whatever. But it, it just feels like there's less pressure. Like we're just kind of just chilling and hanging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like I like how podcasting has kind of become, even if like like Kelsey Ballerini and, um, and Alex on call her daddy alex cooper like they just did um an episode and they just like were in like mm-hmm. sweatpants and like chill and relax and i just like that even like the people that like post their videos on tiktok like everyone just seems it just seems like two people just chilling or whatever and i don't know i really like that about the podcast industry it makes it more tangible i guess makes it feel more relatable than like a picture perfect 
set up or whatever. No, yeah, totally. I agree. I think it's, I always love it when I feel like I'm just like a third person listening in to a podcast. And I think there are a lot of podcasts out there that definitely make me feel that way. And I hope that when you're listening to this one, you also feel that way. I hope you guys are commenting and laughing along because that's the shit that I do in my car when I listen to podcasts. I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> me too, me too. And the people like driving beside me are probably like, this bitch, like, is she on the phone or is she talking to herself? Because like, what's the vibe? But <laughs> So I hope we bring a little bit of laughter into your uh, morning commutes or your evening commutes when Whenever you, you just want to punch a wall and you're done with your day and you are feeling anger. Okay, just Hopefully at me. You laugh. Just at me. Next time, that would be a lot easier. <laughs> at this bitch through the screen. <laughs> Since we're not in Because person. I may or may not have done that after work today. It's totally fine, which is why we have the theme of this episode that we're talking about today. Uh, but before we get into that, what are you currently captivated by? I am so glad you asked. I ask I, every week. Yes, you do. And <laughs> not always do I have an answer for you, but this time I do. There was a girl, her name is Charlie on TikTok, and she posted... Demilio? No. Oh. I don't know her last name. Um, she's this real cute girl that posts like that like comfy, chic outfit wear... I don't know what I'm trying to say. She posts outfits that I like. <laughs> okay. We got there eventually. We got there. We are struggling. It is uh, 10 p.m. So she was wearing the sweatshirt that I have on, which is like a vintage, like Santa Claus, like Christmas Christmas sweatshirt. And it's from um, a small business owner um, named Kristen Jones. We love a small Um, business. Love a small business. And I got the Santa's Come Into Town crew neck. It's so cute. I wore it today to work. Um, and I probably got the most compliments I've ever gotten on a sweatshirt. Oh. Um, and so everyone was like, where did you get that? It's so cute. It looks so vintage. It's on comfort colors. Um, so you know that's really good quality. I also got like a t-shirt. It's like a Christmas morning t-shirt. And it has cute little like like Christmas mugs and Santa Claus. Like it's so cute. Um, Mm -hmm. and it gives that like little bit of vintage vibe, but she has a lot on there. Um, a lot of different, she has a lot of different like products, but then she has like her Christmas collection. Um, like home alone was on there. Um, yeah, it was really, it's really cute. You guys should definitely go check her out and I'll leave a, we'll leave a link in the show notes. um, Yeah, of course. But if you're like a, if you like the comfort colors, like, um, style sweatshirts, um, that's what she prints on. So if you know your size in those, I got an extra large just because I like oversized, mm-hmm. probably could have gone with a large, um, but which is probably more my like typical size for sweatshirt, but I really like things oversized. Um, and I like the color of it a lot. So mm-hmm. it's like a blue, mm-hmm. like, like she calls it like a blue spruce. It's almost like a really muted green sprucey color. Yeah. Um, but yeah, big fan, big fan. And uh, again, her name's Kristen Jones. So Amazing. I'll definitely put her shop on there because it's super cute. Amazing. But what yeah. is your captivation? So mine is not a small business. Um, That's so okay. something. That, it's not even something that I own, but I want to own it. Um, and I'm currently captivated by it because it is taken over every thought in my mind. I went into the Le Labo store at the Grove here in L.A., and I've always wanted a Le Labo fragrance, not Santal, because I feel like every bitch... I feel like everyone's got... What is it? Santal, like 36 or 36 33. Or 33. I was yeah. like, it's something 30. <laughs> every bitch has that one. And it smells good. Like it's, But like I don't want that one. And I was in there 
touring around and I saw one of their fragrances. And of course, it's their LA exclusive one only. It's not online mm-hmm. at all. So I couldn't even ask for it for Christmas because my parents would not be able to buy it for me. Oh, it's not and online. It's no, just it's in it's that store. No, it's only in their Los Angeles stores. Oh, you have to be at LA girly to get that yes. one. So okay. they, have a collect- they have a collection of different fragrances that are exclusive to like that city. So like they have one which is Musk 25. That is the Los Angeles one. But they have one specifically mm. that's for New York City for paris tokyo etc like you have to go to that city to get that fragrance and which i think is cool in, the, in some that way that is really cool i like that a lot uh, tokyo's on my travel list soon so maybe so i'll get there one you there. go <laughs> but i i went to the store and i smelled the must 25 and i was hypnotized by it it smelled familiar but different it was so good it had a lot of my favorite notes in it like um ambergris i love a fragrance that has ambergris in it mm, i'm 50 percent mm-hmm. of the population that can smell it fun fact only 50 percent of the population can smell ambergris um Dang. and i know that i can smell it because juliet has a guns not a perfume that's the celotox is the only ingredient in it and celotox is a variety of ambergris and Interesting. I, I can smell it otherwise it would smell like if you don't know if you can smell ambergris if you go and smell a perfume like that and it smells very powdery, like how an old lady's perfume would smell. Yeah. That means you cannot smell it. Um, hmm. Okay, now I want to put my nose to the test. <laughs> it see if is, I can smell it. To me, ambergris, it's almost like skin. It's very musky. It's mm-hmm. very almost like, I don't know. I just, the best way I can describe it is like, you know, like when a beautiful model has like oil all over her body and everything. Yes. And she just smells like sexy. Like that is literally mm-hmm. the best way I can describe ambergris is just sexy and like musk and just luscious and very feminine at the same time. Uh, it's very, very pretty. And I love any fragrance that has that in it. And But it also has a lot of other like beautiful scents like sandalwood, vetiver, all, all the, the other – All the classics. All, a lot of the classics that I like. You know, it's called musk, so it's going to have a musk. And so anything that smells like musk, I'm a fan of. Um and so, yeah, now I need that perfume. Um, so if anybody is, like, in Los Angeles and wants to buy it for me, <laughs> let a girl know. <laughs> I will be oh. accepting donations for I will be <laughs> accepting them on my Venmo account. <laughs> my Venmo is. <laughs> that sounds delightful. Yeah. So that has been my captivation because I'm truly captivated by it. I cannot mm-hmm. stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when you know you really like a product. And that's kind of one of those those things I was tell- talking to you I like bought like so many dollars worth of clothes from Abercrombie's Black Friday sale and they just weren't like working for me and I kept one and I purchased like 10 so um I feel like that's one of those things like when you keep like I keep thinking about the jeans that I kept like I'm so excited to wear them again like that's mm-hmm. when you know that you really like something and mm-hmm. so for you to mm-hmm. continually be thinking about it it's like yeah this might be the splurge the splurge of the year so Mm, I've splurged already this year, though. So I, I think you to should splurge to... again. <laughs> okay, tis the season Maybe of you can giving and giving to myself, <laughs> to me only, and no one else is getting shit for Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, my my smile and presence is my gift. Honestly, I'm flying across the country. My presence I, is enough. <laughs> you literally don't have to give me anything. That's plenty. <laughs> Too late. I already did. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Also, I would have never heard the end of it if I hadn't. I feel like. for me, no. from a lot of people, I feel oh, like. Oh yes, yes, yes. Also, like that's just awkward to have someone give you something and then you're like, "Thanks, thanks. an avocado, thanks." thanks. 
That's so funny. But uh, today we're going to be talking about a subject that Hannah knows very well um, and dear to her heart, and that is, uh, I mean, hey, we're kicking off Sagittarius season strong. Like, honestly, it's rage. That's what we're talking about, female rage and how women process anger, because this is a subject that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about, especially women. And we kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit today and just like our our relationship with it. We're not professionals. We're not psychiatrists, but just our relationship with anger and Before we get into all of that, though, we are going to do a couple ad reads, and then we're going to jump into today's episode. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So as I joked at the top of this episode... Hannah is very comfortable with rage. <laughs> yes, or I anger. Am. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. I would have to agree. I would have to agree. I feel How? like. I don't know. I feel like I. I feel like I've learned from TikTok. <laughs> that everyone's my, doctor. That my cortisol levels, I think, are very, very high, and one of the symptoms is like that like very quick mm, like mood swing I guess like mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't always know how to best um what's the word I'm looking for like voice mm-hmm. the way that I'm feeling when it comes to anger because I feel like it's such this like sudden onset <laughs> of mm-hmm. like huge emotions um, and I never really like was super angry as a kid. Like that was like, I never, my question. I never really had any reason to be angry. Um, did you throw it like? A, did your mom ever say that you threw like a lot of like temper tantrums? Nope, I okay. did not really like. I think I got really like in trouble in trouble like one time. Um, and I mm. was so disappointed in myself for disappointing my parents. That I don't think I did it again. That's like I mean, fascinating. Yes. Like I, like I did, like I did. You know, stupid like high school. But you like, never you acted know, out. Stuff. I did not really act out. Now my I other made siblings, you act out. <laughs> my other siblings would like slam doors and stuff. I would never. I would. I would be like. They would slam the door, and I would be anxious for them. <laughs> 
not because of like like what was happening. I'm just like, oh, how dare yeah, you disrespect? Your parents, like, I'm like, your how parents dare you? were not like bad people. Oh like, no, no, yeah. no, not at all. But like, how I I was just like, oh my gosh, they disrespected like mom and like I don't know. That just was like not a thing. Like even in school, like I didn't get in trouble. I didn't get my card pulled. I got my card pulled one time. If you don't know what that means, if you're not a millennial, we used to have like either like our name Wait, on some mean? sort of. Did you like in school? Did you have like everybody had their name on like a card, and you would get it like placed in like the different colors if you like didn't have a good day or you got in trouble? They would oh, like yeah, mine move was always you. In the red. Yeah, they would like move <laughs> you from like the green to like the yellow or the red, and you, they would tell your parents. You're talking and, to the girl who was always in the isolation desk. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So, so, so for the people that did that didn't grow up and get traumatized by moving your name every day into the different colors and the report going home. Um, oh, my, my report card always had comments. Yours was like <laughs> needs improvement. <laughs> And everything. She needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, but that's that's really hard for somebody who... With undiagnosed ADHD as a child. I was with ADHD as a child and who's very, very social. Um, but so I got my name moved <laughs> to like a yellow or something because I was tying my shoe during calendar and my teacher took it as I wasn't paying attention. I was like, girl, I'm just trying not to trip. Okay. So... Like even, even in school, like even, it was just with everybody. Like I just didn't want to like You disrespect. really obeyed, you obeyed authority I really well. I literally obeyed authority so well. And we kind of um, talked about this in our birth order episode as yes, well too. I, yes. And I definitely think it has something to do with the fact that I was like, you know, for a few years I was, well, actually I wasn't old enough to realize that I was like an only child until my sister came around because <laughs> we're only like two, two and some odd change, like years apart. But yeah, so I obeyed authority really well. Even like, I mean, in high school, like I had my moments where I would like tiff off with my parents. Cause like, I was like, I'm, you know, whatever. And I can do what I want. And, but I don't think I ever really knew how to like emote anger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I would go like kick a soccer ball against the brick wall or like go to the batting cages and like hit softballs. But like that didn't really like, I don't know. I just like didn't really know that emotion well. Cause I like really tried not to be angry. And so as I'm getting older and things set me off quicker, you know, I don't have as much patience at the end of the day, you know, it's hard for me to know how to emote those. And then also I feel bad and I feel immediately guilty, um, for like how, how I've acted. And I, a lot of times I'll cry. So I like have this huge burst of like anger, madness. And then I'm like immediately sad and upset at the fact that like, that's how I reacted. So I, I am very aware of the fact that I don't know how to mm. emote that, but I still am working through like, okay, what can I do instead? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because literally this past, last month, I was like, I literally want to drive to a mountaintop and just scream. And I think that would make yeah. me feel better. It's either like I want to I want to drive to the mountaintop and scream or I want to go lay in my bed and sleep for like a month. Like there is no in between. <laughs> and I'm like, it, does that mean depression? <laughs> yeah. What, what are those feelings? So. I, I think for a lot of women, they can probably relate to that because I think before I get into my history with anger, yeah. um, I think throughout time, women have been you know, anytime a woman's mad, it's been seen as a negative. 
Whereas men, it's been seen as something powerful and they're using their rage like for better or whatever. Like, you know, you praise men that are fighting in the Senate, but the minute that AOC gets mad and mm-hmm. like shows like raises her voice at all, she's seen as crazy or whatever. Oh, and that's yeah. the thing. Or that like, was always like, thing. she's just being a bitch or, yeah. you know, whatever. That was always There's the thing. There's no positive connotation around to that. It. Yeah. yeah. It was always, she's crazy or she's a bitch. Like it was never taken any other way. And so I think a lot of women for years have tried to suppress that part of anger or when they are angry, they immediately feel guilty afterwards Mm -hmm. um, because they don't want to come off as hysterical. They don't want to come off as crazy. They want to always be be perceived as nice and approachable because that's how they get jobs. That's how they find certain like mates. And uh, it's just not psychologically correct or possible Mm -hmm. for women to not have anger. And I always think that for me, whenever I see women angry in film, it's one of my favorite parts about film. Mm -hmm. I think it's beautiful because female rage is, I think, so complex at the same time. Because for a lot of people, I think it is something that has boiled in them for quite some time to where it's almost like a tea kettle. Like it's over the it's too hot now we're piping with steam and we have to let it out and it i mean you look at classic characters like regina george and mean girls like yes the outburst with the burn book is a classic tea kettle pouring over you know with just steaming hot energy and i think that it is just so i think when women see that they're like yes i felt that and I know that. And, you know, some people can look at it and be like, oh, she's like a bitch. Oh, she's hysterical. She's absolutely insane. And it's like, no, she's a woman who's just fed up and tired. And sometimes it can be scary. Like, anger can be scary. For I think for a lot of people, they don't like how that feels within them. And so they yeah. don't know how to control it. And I think that they're afraid that it's going to consume them. And they don't like that version of themselves. Some people also just, they feel the guilt of it too. For me, it's always been interesting. I have been, I feel like quick to anger over time. Growing up, Mm -hmm. I was very quick to anger. I had a bad temper, just like my parents. Like my parents were not bad people. I want to clarify that. Um, But like, right. Yeah. (laughs) You've been a firsthand witness to me, my father. (laughs) Like we just, me and your mom were in the corner, like, Oh no. <laughs> we just bicker and go back and forth at each other. And we're not afraid to just go back and forth at each other because we know that in the day we're going to make up and be fine. Um, exactly. Yeah. But it's always been interesting in the sense that when I'm in relationships, I've also been in relationships with guys like who there have been instances where I am furious. I am so angry, but I can't, I don't feel like I can be the amount of angry that I feel like I is justified to be because they are just being too calm about it. And I'm like, oh, if I see, if I go off angry, I'm going to seem crazy and it's not going to look good for me. Mm-hmm. But from a third person party perspective, it's like you have every right to be furious about this. And so you suppress it and you suppress it and you suppress it until one day it just comes out all at once and that's not good for anybody in that situation. It's not good not for you. All. It's not good for them. They don't deserve it. All this stuff. And some of, some of them, they do deserve it because I was standing up for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> against their mental and verbal abuse. But it was just it, just, it just gets like a heavy weight to where you can't keep pushing it down anymore. 
until you finally explode. And usually in that moment is when you say something regrettable or you hurt somebody's feelings without your, that being your intention because you, it's just too much. I've gotten to a point one time in my life where I remember, I don't remember what we were fighting about, but it was with a guy friend. It was over at my parents' house. I was in high school. He said one thing. And in that moment, it was like I blacked out. Mm-hmm. And I just was consumed with anger. It was like you could look in my eyes and all I would like all you would see is red is how angry I was. And oh, like yeah. it's like I went at them. I didn't like not physically, but like verbally, like with like all my volume. And my friend had to like hold me back and be like, ho 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 ho, chill the fuck out. I still to this day cannot remember what the person said. Uh, but just to know that, that that was inside of me was scary at the time. It's like I have never seen myself that way. And I think that there are times where you can channel that rage to be a good thing, to fight for other people and to stand up for other people and to fight for injustice and um, to use it in a good way to channel your rage like when you feel you've been wronged. Um, and I think a lot of women do that. But it's hard to know how to control the anger after a while because I've, I've talked to you today about how with certain things in my life I was like it's gonna get to the point where the next time I talk to this person I'm just going I know I'm gonna snap I know I'm mm-hmm. going to snap mm-hmm. because I can't just keep being polite about it I can't just keep being chill about it and there's other people when they feel like they've been wronged or talked bad to they have no fine constructively voicing their rage or their opinion um or just how they feel, like, in general, in a calm manner, but still has, like, that undertone of, right, like, that, like, I feel like you're wronging me, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm not going to, like, come off like I'm upset about it. Yeah, and, and I'm like, how do y'all do that? I need to adopt that because <laughs> I feel like my people-pleasing nature just, like, I'm like, yeah, and then I, like, go complain about it later, and I'm like, why didn't I just say how I was really feeling in the moment? Like, this would, this would, that would help some of my anger because if I just say yeah to whatever the request is and I'm not actually voicing how I'm feeling about it, mm-hmm. there that's that's step one of what I need to fix because then I just go off and I'm like venting or, you know, griping to somebody else about it or I'm super angry and I'm like, I could have avoided the whole situation if I just would have been honest. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part is it's like I'm I think I think I feel so many emotions all at the same time that I'm like mm. overwhelmed. And it's like, I need to just be like, can I just like take a, can I just like take a walk mm-hmm. and come back and then like, mm-hmm. so I can like regroup and, fa- but I just feel like, I don't know. There's such this pressure to like, just like answer or like just do this. And I'm like, I, yeah. just, need to, I just need to regroup y'all. <laughs> I think it's so interesting because we talk about female rage. No one ever talks about male rage. Like it's not mm-hmm. a topic of discussion to anybody. Um, and you're probably wondering like what exactly is feminine rage? And I think that it is how I would best describe it is it's like an inherited response to struggles and oppressions and wrongdoings that women have been subjected to like all of history. And mm-hmm. for me, I know a trigger for me is when you tell me like if a man specifically or if really if anybody tries to take control of me, or they tell me to calm down, things like that. Oh, yeah. we all know that that is a huge thing for me. You just, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it when people tell me to calm down either. Because like, no, that doesn't, what is calming? Who that's not has ever calmed down when someone has told them Nobody. to calm down? 
No, but honestly, that makes me want to punch you right in between your nose. I mean, right in between your eyes. What? <laughs> two noses. Right in between your nose. You got two noses? <laughs> I'm going for them both. <laughs> you need a nose job? I'll fix it right now. <laughs> but I think a female age has been described as like this, just all this amount of anger that our ancestors, our grandmothers, you know, our mothers have passed down to us through generations. And it's been, I think how I usually describe it, it's like the silent, seething, like anger that Mm -hmm. for me, I think anybody would know that when I get quiet. Oh yeah. Quiet Emily scares me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You don't scare me. But like I can, I, I can tell when I'm with you and like we're with a group of people and somebody has said something to irritate you, I, I know exactly in that moment. I just will stop talking. You will just stop talking and I'm like, oh shit. Because <laughs> part am of me is about like, to fight. Because <laughs> part of me is like, if I speak, I'm going to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be nice. I feel like you are really good about that though. Whereas I hurt people's feelings and then I immediately feel bad about it. So. That's fun. But it's also, I'm like, is it a good thing? Because I'm also suppressing my feelings. No, I mean, no. I don't think either of them are good. I don't exactly know what is the good response. Because in a way. Because I don't know how to deal with it. Clearly. Because in a way, too, too, I know me that I don't really hold that many grudges so that, like, you just give me some time. I'll get over it. But I'm also like, okay, no, you've disrespected me. And I'm not vocalizing that I'm upset that you've disrespected Mm -hmm. me. I'm not letting you know that you have hurt my feelings. And now... You think that whatever you just did is probably okay for you to continue doing, right? Because I because ha- I'm like, oh, I just got over it. Mm-hmm. It's just easier for me to be shut the fuck up, get over it, than for me to dis- to directly express my um, anger yeah. towards the situation. Mm-hmm. And when I was talking to a friend earlier this year, I was like, you know, the emotion I can feel like just surmises this entire year. It's just anger. Like yeah. I haven't had a lot of things to be angry about this year. And it took me a while to understand that the emotions I was feeling were anger exactly. And it's just like over little things there's a point where it just was a like the cup overfloweth and that mm-hmm. way when it came to it. But yeah, I, I think for a lot of women it's it's calculated, it's calm, and it can be intense without appearing intense. I think when you see it in a man, it, it's intense, but it's physically, it's visceral, it's verbally intense. Like it, you see it on their face. They're turning tomato red in the Senate or whatever, and they are, <laughs> you know, just the spit and they're bolstering and you know, they're sweating, and it's just like this really like physical version of it. But with women, I feel like it's all in their eyes. Yeah. It can be mm-hmm. just diluted mm-hmm. down into their eyes. And I think for a lot of women, they just become cold and detached. And that, for me, is how I feel like I've psychologically, like, you know, get through it, is detaching myself from the experience you've seen me do this before whenever i feel like something's been done wrong i start looking at it at a third party perspective yeah and justifying everything it's like why the fuck am i doing that Mm -hmm. i'm valid in how i feel i don't need to like also validate them the the devil has never needed an advocate a day in his fucking life (laughs) yeah Uh exactly (laughs) exactly but i 
I cannot speak, obviously, for everybody. Neither one of us can speak for everybody's experience. But I think when we think about how female rage has been portrayed over the years, you know, it was, like, in the 1800s portrayed as, like, hysteria. And when we were having to get, like, fucking lobotomies, which I sometimes wonder if I would benefit from a lobotomy. (laughs) I'm going to go with no. (laughs) But, like, if it actually worked, like, sometimes I'm, like, you know, just a, you know, nice... Just nail up my nose to my brain would be nice. Go for it. Just, yeah. just stretch the chair and we won't even numb it. We'll just go for it. Just straight up in my brain. Cool. Sounds great. Great. Sorry oh. if that made y'all want to throw up. Um. But I, I, one thing that irritates me the most is I think when people automatically, mainly men, associate rage with a woman's like menstrual cycle. And that, that in the, her hormonal imbalances around that time being the cause of the rage, therefore crazy. When, fun fact, your testosterone levels are higher when you're on your period, meaning we're acting more like men. I'm just crying on my <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I'll be like really sad or really, you know, whatever. And, <laughs> and then like two days later, I'm bleeding. And so I'm like, oh. Great. I'm a sad, <laughs> I'm a sad period girl. That's fun. But no, I do, I do agree. I am like, I hate that, like, oh, must be your time of the month. Not that my husband has ever said that to me because he hasn't, but I've had men in the past be like, oh, mm-hmm. must be your time of the month. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to be angry and it not be related to what my body is trying to do to me. <laughs> and even if it is, I'm sorry, are you bleeding out of your vagina? Like, I know, I wanted to be like, and also, like, we go through a lot of shit with our bodies, so, and I know men, you know, they have their own things, but, like, we, we do don't need, a the, lot. Again, the devil doesn't need to advocate. I know, sorry, I just, I, like, I was like, I also don't want to be This is the gal's guide. This is the gal's guide. But, like, we have to do a lot of things that men will never have to do, and that, and that is, that is just a fact, and it is, it is a lot and it's a lot, it's a lot to feel heightened emotions and weird things in your body for an extended period of time. And to just you, and to just have to move on about your day, Mm -hmm. like nothing is happening. And, and I don't, I don't love that for us. I think, I think it sucks. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if we, um, no, I'm not sorry. I'm going to bitch about it. I think it's the worst <laughs> five days of my existence. The, anybody who has a uterus, like, they have every right to complain yeah, about like, it. I mean, TMI, but, like, the fact that I have to be at work and worry about whether or not my super tampon is going to keep the blood from getting on my jeans and, like, feeling like I need to go to the bathroom every two hours to make on sure everything's good on top of the daily stress pain. of my job and on the on top of pain is annoying. And, like, the yeah. fact that I'm just supposed to pretend like I'm all butterflies and rainbows while I feel like I want to go crawl into a hole with a heating pad and some you know, I don't know, soup, like, no, it just, it, it's, it's frustrating. And so, yes, I'm allowed to be angry about that. I'm allowed to be annoyed that that happens every single month because my body's mad at me for not being pregnant. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm allowed to feel that. And I I hate that. Oh, it must be your time of the month. Like, bitch, shut up. (laughs) Like, must be your time of the month. It's also, it's not new information. 
Exactly. This has been happening to like female women. It's like women who have uteruses. Like it's been happening to people who have uteruses like for since the beginning of time. Well, like it's, like, it's not I a like, new thing. It's not right. like a something that just started happening within the past decade. And I like all these people that are actually starting to talk about the different like phases that we go through during our cycles and like why we should be doing these things and what we shouldn't be doing during these phases. And I just think it's something that I, I was literally having this thought the other day and I was like, I need to make a TikTok about this, but I didn't. So here's my TikTok. Um, why were we all grouped together in like fifth, sixth, seventh grade to talk about sex and to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, all of these, you know, STDs and how to put a condom on, but we weren't split into a group to talk about like what actually is going on with our bodies i know more about the male um genitalia than i at 10 years old than i did about my own period that i hadn't gotten yet i'm like the 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 amount of information that i have learned in the past like two three years since honestly since tiktok when people have actually been like here are the vulnerable things that no one has ever really talked to you about the fact that that's not something that we are taught when we are discussing those kind of things is so infuriating to me because I'm like, there are people that don't even understand that like our, our cycle is like, there are different phases and like, I just, it's just mind blowing to me. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand why that was never taught like the yeah. care and keeping of you book that we all read we also did not PSA, tell us anything we also went to public school in the south so it might be different everywhere else i mean it might be but it doesn't seem like i mean no, it doesn't just, seem just like, like it is. based on based on all the things that people are talking about like it it just doesn't I, seem and by everywhere else i mean like london or australia true. that's not true. the that's american fair. public that's school fair. system that's that's totally fair i just feel like we were given a disservice like we were we well were it's not, not like our parents could do anything because like my mom probably also didn't know that much stuff either exactly. she gave me the same american girl doll book whatever the care and, and keeping of you we all well maybe not all of us but like a lot oh, of us I read that had it. yes <laughs> but <laughs> even like our doctors like i just don't feel you know i just don't know if they were just like not well equipped or that was not a, like something to focus on but like like when when women like when people decide to have children and that's like something that they want to do a lot of times like they don't even know i i know this is totally diverting from anger We're, we'll get back to anger but i'm i'm angry like i'm angry about this because i just don't feel like i like i don't know the first thing about what ha- like what all happens to your body like i know what happens to your body when you get pregnant but you, also you don't at the same time and so it's just like i just think we need to know more things. Oh, and one reason being is because, I mean, women's pain has never been taken seriously when it comes to hospitals and doctors and everything. Women's pain has, especially black women, their pain has always been seen as not serious and they go untreated. And that's why a lot of specifically black women die and labor all the time because no one takes their pain as seriously. No one takes their problems seriously enough. And there's a huge injustice in the medical system when it comes to them. I could go on a whole fucking tangent I, about I, that shit. Literally, I was seeing your face. <laughs> So it's like, well, but here comes I no, and that is just absolutely just disgusting and terrible. And yeah, it's just it's just so eye-opening to me. And I, I think the accessibility that we now have to a lot of providers who are in women's health and who are big advocates for like cycle syncing and like all of these things, like it's very 
interesting to see all of the information that I feel like was withheld. And mm-hmm. so it's very encouraging that that people are being more vulnerable and people are taking to like a outside means and giving us this free information that we like don't have access to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have Dr. Google, but Dr. Google is scary sometimes. We also like, should not have to rely on Google to get accurate no. medical information. We should be able to trust our own medical providers to rely, um, to rely on like inform- important information and hope that they're telling us the truth. And like, as somebody who has dated the doctor and everything, and like, also, we're not taking that as like a serious thing. But like, <laughs> I will say, one thing he did tell me, he's like, your doctor also doesn't know everything too. Oh, so it is 100%. up to you. 100%. I, I the only will, smart thing he ever mm-hmm. said. It, yep. So it's up to you to also be an advocate for yourself mm-hmm. as a patient. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to have to start advocating for myself. Like, I would like to have an MRI. <laughs> I would like to know why I have migraines. Also, like $3,000 for that. <laughs> right, I know. But, like, I mean, I like, I am to the point now where I'm like, you know, we've gone through all these medicines. Like, I don't understand why I haven't been referred to a neurologist when I have migraines that are that is that weird. I am literally puking for hours that from is pain. Weird. Yeah. So I'm like at this point, like I'm gonna advocate for myself. And if this person is not willing to do that for me, I'm going to find a new person to help me. Yeah. Um yeah. so I just yeah. I see I could even get I could get angry about those things. Um and I try like I try Well because not it's just more to. injustice that's been placed on women mm-hmm. over history. It all kind of circles back to this whole like I'm think, telling you, I'm telling you something is wrong and you're just continue, continuing, continuing to put a bandaid on it instead of actually mm-hmm. listening to me and going mm-hmm. like, what is the root of the problem? Listen to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not making this shit up. I'm not laying on my bathroom floor, puking and missing work for fun. Mm-hmm. Like something is clearly not correct. <laughs> I think female pain and female rage are very, very connected. They're very, very interwoven mm-hmm. because it's, oftentimes it's not taken as seriously. Well, and we like, I mean... We just have to, we just have to act like everything's fine. Like Mm -hmm. we just have to continue on. Like Mm -hmm. there is no, there is no sick day for not feeling well. I mean, there Mm -hmm. is, but like. But think about stay at home moms. Think about your mom. Like how often does she take time for herself to be sick, to allow herself to be in pain, especially when you have multiple children and you are a stay at home Mm -hmm. mother. And like, that is your sole responsibility as a provider to take care of these children. You are supposed to forego yourself in order for your children and that and none of that is ever asked for the father none mm-hmm. of that expectations ever put on them um but god forbid a mother has sick is bedridden for days and i sick. can't even count on my one hand how many times i've ever seen my mom like lay down on the couch because she doesn't feel well i think i've seen her do that maybe one time and it's just like it's just things that like people don't think about. Like we we give up so much because like a lot why, of times, why, of course, we're angry. <laughs> a lot of we times, we have to be so yeah. we have to be so selfless. It is. Did you see the Barbie movie? You saw the Barbie movie. Oh, it is the speech that, that America Ferreira gives at the end of the that movie. Speech gives me chills to this day. And and every time I hear Billie Eilish sing that song, it was on. It was that Pure Bar this morning, and I was like, Why do I feel like I'm gonna cry? <laughs> Yes, but honestly, to relate it back to, like, with Rage, like, Barbie is angry in that film. She is, Ken took her house. Yeah. Like, she's every right. And, like, she's, like, wants to forgive him. him. That's the thing that kills me. At the end, she wants to, she doesn't want him to hate her. And I'm, like, Barbie, he took your house. I know, and it's the epitome of, like, 
Oh, everything. Trying to be perfect. Trying to be the perfect woman at Mm -hmm. all costs. And it's like, no, you were allowed to be upset. You were allowed to be angry. And I, I just want women to feel comfortable. Obviously, you know, don't fucking go hurt people with your rage. Yeah, um, clearly. Like, this is no Joe on you, okay? <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Joe? Like, Sorry. <laughs> Forgot his last name. Like, don't go, like, murdering people, obviously. That disclaimer should not have to be included. But you know what we're meaning. Like, I I think more women should allow, be allowed to be angry. I also think about the movie that I just saw recently, Killers of the Flower Moon, um, starring Martin, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Lily Gladstone. And in that film, spoiler alert, if you want to see that film and you haven't seen that film, I know Hannah's not going to see it because it's three hours fucking long. Um, <laughs> I'd fall asleep. <laughs> in that film, though, it's about the Osage Native American tribe and mm-hmm. what happened to them. A lot of them were brutally murdered, specifically... Um, Lily, Gat- Lily Gladstone's character by her husband and his uncle, her whole family's murdered behind Damn. her back. They don't, she does not know that her husband is the one secretly mm. offing all, all of them. Mm-hmm. And the rage that this woman feels, it's silent, but it's, it's cold. And I think that that rage is a perfect description of female rage because it is seething. You, and every woman can look at can look at that and understand mm-hmm. exactly what she's feeling. But she's not going to verbally say it. She's not going to um, let it go. But when she does and she wails and she lets it out, like, it's captivating. But um, I just, I have been trying to be more comfortable with, instead of being silent... Like how I normally am to the point where it's like, I know that for everyone else's safety, it's better if I stay quiet and I let it seethe underneath me, which I think is also like a very maternal thing to do. I feel like you see a lot of moms having that rage of to where like they give their, they're quiet and they give their child that look mm-hmm. and that powerful, you always know that look. It's like, you, you better, know that look, you're like, you better okay. shut your mouth <laughs> or get the fuck out of there. Cause you're about to get your ass whooped or something. <laughs> like you better walk out and go somewhere different <laughs> everybody needs to take a lap <laughs> and so everybody's always said they're like god bless if you ever have children like you have that look that look of like down don't you dare <laughs> um but also in other instances of my life i'm like no instead of doing that it is more helpful to me and to that person and to the whole situation if i actually verbalize why i'm angry yes yeah, absolutely. Which is hard to do. It's it's uncomfortable, but yeah, I think that's something I definitely like need to work on is learning how to better verbalize what I'm feeling without taking it to a point where I'm trying to hurt somebody mm. verbally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, because I don't mean to, and it's definitely regretted very quickly. <laughs> With, it's almost like tears. it's almost like <laughs> describing the disrespect or. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, yes, in a different tone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I I like the idea of taking taking a literal literally taking a lap, gathering myself. I think that's something that I don't I struggle with is that I'm I'm so like, like you said, I it's it's coming out of the kettle. <laughs> like we it's are overflowing. way past the cup it's overflowing. Over. The cup is flowing. Um, and so there's no time for me to be like 
to sit with those feelings. It's just like I'm blurting them out because I'm, I've had it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And so like learning how to better sit with those feelings for a moment, gather my thoughts. I think it's breathing too. It's, yes. It's I breath. have been box breathing so much recently and I'm like, this is great. <laughs> it's breathing. It's journaling. It's venting to a healthy companion place. Um, and just, I think with me, whenever the thing that I want to be able to do is when I feel like I've been wronged and I want to just like describe my feelings, it's just remembering to say everything because you know, you always walk away from an I argument know, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about word. this one thing <laughs> I really wanted to say and like, you know, back up my, back up my thoughts and yeah. Yeah. People who hard. can eloquently speak their feelings and not stumble over their words. I'm always jealous of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my my biggest qualm is like I cry when I'm angry, so then <laughs> I look like I am just like, like I don't know, a blubbering uh, mess. Yeah, or like backing down almost to the like, f- not fight, but like the the confrontation. Well, I then guess. that becomes your main thought of it, and you lose track of what you're trying to say. Exactly, and, yeah. and then yeah, and then I'm like, well, I said nothing, and they won. I and I need to stop also looking like <laughs> looking at it as like this like game of like oh they had a no better, because it should be they you had two a better confront yeah I'm like they better they had a better confrontation so I guess they won that round <laughs> stay tuned for round two <laughs> we're not gonna think like that anymore <laughs> but yeah I think our main challenge I think is just trying to not silence female rage it is valid mm-hmm. in many aspects of life. But also doing it in a healthy manner to where we are clearly expressed without damaging ourselves or the other people in the process. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. just talking about it, just letting, just let yourself be angry. Don't silence yourself. Mm-hmm. Let yourself be angry. It is okay. Yeah. Because I think for a lot of people, you mischaracterize what anger is into other emotions when we're at the heart of it it is rage it is anger and that is okay women are allowed to be angry and so that does it for today's episode of the gals guide make sure to follow us on instagram at the gals guide pod also like us on facebook at the gals guide and become a gal scout in our facebook community you can also hit us up on our website thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media which we will have linked in our show notes also if you are listening to us on apple Podcasts, please rate and review and then if you're listening to us on spotify go ahead and subscribe to our podcast so thanks for listening gals and we hope you come back for our next journey